1: Back to another episode of the Golden Blogs podcast. Another special edition here. Uh, I don't know. Are we? Is this just a special edition, right? It's not like a normal. It's the off season. There's like nothing to talk about. There's been a lot to talk about lately, though. <laughs> you do have a point. There, l- lately the news has been flying in, and we're not um, even going to touch on the transfers, huh? From football and all that. No, not yet. I don't. Yeah, the new depth chart out. The depth chart is out, but I think that you and I, I think we need to. Hit go through it first you know gather our thoughts on it we have a couple weeks you know in terms of that so i'm thinking maybe mid off season we'll go into like a depth chart slash preview of next season a more realistic preview of next season can't wait um so we'll look out for that um so let's get started with basketball we haven't talked about basketball in a long time after Conzo left so wyking jones is our new head coach um it's the contract is available for you guys to look at like not in person, but uh, I know trace at rivals also Ryan Gorcia at scout it did a full blown like analysis of wyking Jones's contract from the looks of it i mean it's we went I don't want to say we went the cheap route because i from judging from what he has done so far it's pretty pretty good um of course we haven't seen the basketball on court product right but you know the five mil five year five year deal pretty much averages out to one, a mill a year no buyout um, the buyout is basically the remainder of the contract so if you were to leave let's say within the next three months whoever picks him up or or himself would have to pay five million to the school right if he left in in another two years then they would have to pay three mil so we'll call just, it a university friendly performance-based deal. Yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, two years into the deal, let's say we make an NCAA tournament and then we make another another one with a with a little bit of a run in it, let's say a Sweet 16, I, I wouldn't put it against or out of the realm of possibility that we re-up him, you know, to a, a better, bigger deal, like, immediately. But I don't think we're going to be making a Sweet 16 run anytime soon. No, no. Maybe <laughs> in about two or three years' time. Um, but that's, like, a big what-if, too. But let's get into uh, i mean his staff's filled out with Tim O'Toole who's said to stay he's the associate head coach so he's the number one guy off the bench in terms of coaching um and then you got Chris Walker who is was in college basketball for a pretty long time but then he was out of it for a while did some uh tv uh commentary stuff and then he ran an aau team down in texas and so Viking brought him on uh, apparently they have some they have some uh they crossed paths a couple times, uh, but yeah, I mean, you can already see that Texas connection already paying off, which we'll talk about in a little bit, uh, but, and then finally, a son of California has returned, Theo Robertson, back to fill out that staff, so, Theo coming back, I think, was the one of the biggest parts that everyone kind of wanted, it made, it made total sense from a fan perspective, right? guy goes to the Golden State Warriors, learns from Steve Kerr, follows Luke Walton to the Lakers, learns from Luke for a year, and then come back via budding uh, assistant coach, right? Uh, and Steve Kerr had, like, the the best words. Like, he did not leave out basically any superlative about Theo. Um, Ryan Gorsey, I guess, went to um, one of the Warriors practices and asked Steve Kerr about Theo. And it sounded like uh Kerr said he tried to convince Theo to stay instead of going with Luke out to Los Angeles and that if some openings had opened up on the bench Theo would have been promoted to the front bench cuz he currently he when he was with the wor- Warriors he sat on the back bench so video room uh I think he was video analyst hmm. right so he sat in that back row right behind the coaches but then he said he he's such a smart you know basketball guy that he would have easily made his way to the front. And you know, guys just into his thirties, um, and will probably be able to keep up with some of the guys too, right? Like he, he's one of those coaches that the young guys on the staff, he, um Viking as well, is pretty pretty well built that he'll be able to just play with the guys, you know, be a little physical in terms of practice instead of being a little hands off, more, you know, off the sides watching. So that'll be really fun, especially with his three-point shooting ability, which we I distinctly remember when he was here. So, if he adds and teaches that, plus brings some of that, you know, Warriors, New Age basketball type offense, you know, where the ball's always moving, especially around the perimeter. Exactly. Yeah, really it'd be perimeter. really cool. Yeah. I think that was absolutely the highlight of of the
2: staff so far. I think I was underwhelmed by the strength and conditioning coach hire. Yeah, um, but other than that, I mean. It's one of those things that we, everyone talked about at the beginning. Oh, what if we could bring Theo back? It was like a fan, fan dream that became reality.
1: So that is actually
2: you know, pretty exciting.
1: I mean, it was like the whole thing with football too, right? When, when we were looking at who we should bring in as Sunday's replacement, you know, Wilcox's name popped up, but then we always like, oh, Tosh would be really cool to bring back. You <laughs> bring know, back Gould. Yeah. yeah, bring back Gould. At least we got one of them. Mhm. Hey, I have no complaints about football right now. Football's <laughs> going the right direction. Yeah, I, I have no complaints either. Zero complaints uh, but yeah, let's go into basketball recruiting. Uh so for this year for 2017, um everyone has stayed except for Jamaral Baker um and now Trevin Nell. But Trevin Nell decommitted, but he he was a he was a, in didn't really affect this season because he's going on his LDS. So he won't he wouldn't have played for us until 2019, anyways. So it's not a, much of an immediate hit, um, but yes, he has decommitted and then he committed to BYU. I think a few weeks ago. Or like why does someone?
2: Um, why would someone like Quanzo in that position take somebody who doesn't play for an additional two years? What is the uh, What is the gain for the program in doing doing something like that?
1: I would. My uneducated guess would probably be that you think you found a diamond in the rough, and that's the only asterisk that comes along with it is he won't be able to play for you for two years and does he play any basketball while he's gone for two years? uh maybe he pick up some here and there i mean he's he's on a mission trip, so I wouldn't assume that he'd be like you know playing <laughs> you know at a high school you know a a u team during the years but um I'm sure yeah, it's. It's a pretty crazy concept. I remember uh, Samisi, is that what you say Yep. He was going
2: through the same deliberation and decided not to take it.
1: Yeah, well, he said he's going to do it after he's done playing college football. So, yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, I don't know the thought process behind those long-term missions. Um, Or, I mean, not the thought process, more so just the, I guess it is the thought process of when you want to take it and if you want to take it right out of high school and so on. So. And do you have to commit then? Before you take it, or can you commit after? You can't commit after. So the thing I, I think I understood with the Nell thing is that he would just re-up every year. His verbal commitment. Yes. Is, wow. Is what it would be. So strange. Change. Yeah. It's a, weird, it's a weird thing, but I mean, yeah. So that was the only bit of people leaving. And Charlie. And Charlie, of course. Yes, and Brooks. Yes. But Rooks Rooks was a grad transfer. So it wasn't more it was it was more of a oh he's done with school here and either he could get into grad school here and stick around for a year or go elsewhere. Hmm. Um it wasn't more of a shocker, right? In terms of like either the recruiting class breaking up or like Charlie leaving. But yeah, uh, Rooks Cam is now headed to San Diego State. Um I believe his family is from there. So he gets to stay closer to family. Yeah. I'm 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 happy for him. Um but so the next thing is what are we going to do in this year? Wh- how are we going to fill out this roster? So we pick up Austin McCullough, who is solid uh shooting guard slash he's like a combo guard, right? But he's a very good outside shooter. Uh set some records in the state of Michigan too. So I'm I'm excited for him. He was he came out of nowhere. He just committed. No one saw this commitment coming. Um, and... He's pretty under the radar. He's real under the radar. But we were the first ones to put out the article saying that he had committed. Um, we beat rivals in Scout. That was the first. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, Gorsi tweeted at me saying, I'll put you, you on the list. You broke that news, huh? Yeah, we, we'll put it on the list.
2: Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: and then also, uh, Paris Austin, point guard from Boise State. Oh, yeah, um, that was huge, but he won't Transferring. Play. Yeah, he won't play this year, but he'll be... He has two years... Sit one year to play two years. Uh, but I like this kid. He was the point guard um, classmate for Ivan at Bishop O'Dowd. He He's was a, good. He averaged like 12, 12 a game at Boise State this last season. Yep, yep. I really liked him coming out of high school, but I think the thing was he was slightly undersized. Um, so they they went another route. So I'm excited for this, um, and especially be, be coming, for us getting a local kid. I mean, he's coming home, right? He's from Bishop O'Dowd, he's from Oakland. So that in itself, I think, just builds a little more. He probably knows people. He's in the local kid aspect of it. So I think it'll help in terms of Bay Area recruiting a little bit more too. Granted, Bishop O'Dowd, I think, just because we got Ivan. And, uh, you know, we're pretty, I think we're still pretty close to Lou Ritchie, who's their head coach there. So in terms of the program, I I don't think Bishop O'Dowd is one we had to like re-up with but it does help to get local Bay Area talent back to cap. totally um and then so that's it for 2017 but then 2018 um is recruiting is just starting and this came out of nowhere last week where we had back to back commits from back from two four stars we had first with J- uh, Jacoby Gordon who's a small forward uh shooting guard a shooting guard small forward wing basically um and four star guy, top one hundred prospect for the twenty eighteen class. And then Matt Bradley, also uh, top one hundred prospect, four star guard forward, commits the following day on, on Thursday. So it's like where I don't know I didn't know I didn't no one saw this coming, it just came out of nowhere. But that's a pretty solid base in terms of talent that you're building here. Um, and to go from there, now you go now. Now this is where it gets interesting because now you can go to five star guys and be like, "Hey, we got talent now. You won't be the only guy coming in. You can go that you can go that route with uh, Jordan Brown up in Roseville. Like, hey, Jordan, we got a slasher and a shooter to pair with you in your class. And that's not even talking about the other guys that are going to be on the roster when you come in. You know, we'll have a point guard waiting for you in Paris Austin, um, and we'll have." Other, you know, senior slashers like Don Coleman there and also another shooter like Austin McCullough surrounding you. So, yeah, what do you what do you think? Um, so that's going to be real interesting to see how that recruiting plays out. And if those two guys play a key part in recruiting other big name guys to come in. What does our team look like ne- the following year? In 2019?
2: 18. 2018. Paris-Austin.
1: Paris Jacobi Austin, gordon, Matt Bradley, gordon Matt Bradley, um, along with uh Grant Antisevich, the Australian kid, um, along with Jawan Harris Dyson, along with Justice Schewing, um, That's That's a pretty good like depth of guard rotations. The only thing is you would need a big man. And that's where This class, the 2018 class, is going to be huge because if we can get a guy like Jordan Brown and then let's say we bring in another maybe a three- or four-star big guy who probably ends up staying for, let's say, two to three years because Jordan, I think, without a doubt, is a one-and-done. So you bring him in and then you bring rotation guys and then you can keep recruiting into those positions constantly, right, and just rotating guys out. Now, how much do
2: you see the impact of... Let's say or we pretty much can admit like this. It would be a shock if we didn't have a losing season in basketball next year. Yeah. Yeah. So do, you, do we risk these commitments now and do they like get cold feet after watching, you know, a substandard performance?
1: Yeah, I would. But so here's the thing for me. If, if I committed this early, I really like the school and this is where I want to be. Otherwise, if you're a top one hundred prospect, you can take as much time in the in the world and teams are gonna come calling. Just because they verbally committed doesn't mean the teams are gonna st- are gonna stop calling them, right? Teams are gonna constantly keep calling them um, and trying to get their recruitment. So that being said, in terms of what we put on the court this year, regardless of wins or losses, if the system that Wyking is implementing, the system that we showed is looks appealing to players. They'll commit. Because whether the ball goes in the basket or not, that's that's purely on that individual player, right? Because he's the one shooting the ball. But in terms of him getting to that spot, you know, the cuts, the passes, the the rotations, like it does that look fun to play in? Hmm. If it does, you're going to stay committed here, or you're going to want to come here. So you're saying you
2: sell the system in the school and I encourage them to
1: right? Because I, I think. I think in terms of college basketball, you need the talent, like a baseline of talent to be able to compete, right? And you can show them the game tape from this year, whether it's wins or losses, and say, hey, if you're playing in this spot, we would be a lot more effective with your athleticism. And that's that's not like a real knock on the guys that are currently playing. But, I mean, you're rated – we talked about this with football too, right? You're rated three-star, four-star, five-star for specific reasons, you know? Of course – there's That's not to say a three-star might not bloom until a five-star later. But at least coming out of high school, that, that baseline, that floor, is a lot higher for a lot of these top recruits. So you come in there with that, then you build a more efe- effective, more efficient offense and defense. Mm. How do you think Marcus Lee feels right about now? I think for him, I think I feel like for him it was more of a, I just want to come home. And it just worked out that you... Come to a team that has a big man coach like Viking. King. We're going to run everything through him, right? Exactly. We're going to. We're. I feel like he's going to get a, his usage rating might be higher than Ivan's.
2: Will it be higher than Davis Webb's?
1: <laughs> I don't know. The ball went to his hands every play, so <laughs> <laughs> he never took breaks. <laughs> never took breaks. Never. 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 Um, so yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to that it's trending up because I think we were the the line, you know, in terms of a heartbeat just dropped for Cal basketball and then never came back up. And then it was just flat line, you know, at like minus 50. And then we see this good news, and then we get to like, you know, plus 25. You know, we broke the equilibrium point, and then we got a little bit above it. And now we're like, oh, okay, okay. Let's see if these guys stick around. But if they do, let's see what else we can do. And I think a lot more people feel the same way in terms of what we see on the basketball court this year won't won't be due to wins and losses. Like, I, we're not going to grade White King based on his wins and losses. But, hey, is what he's trying to do offensively and defensively on the court, is that a viable option for us to sustain competitiveness in the Pac-12? And if he, if it is, then, heck yeah, we're going to ride this wave. Um, that, I think that's it for basketball, right? You have any anything else to add? That
2: I much? feel like uh, we wanted somewhat wanted this territory. We didn't really think that Charlie was going to leave. I don't think, but no. uh, we asked for two coaches that were young recruiters that we could get behind, mm-hmm. and so we are forced to believe in potential. Mm-hmm. Being, I mean, openly happy about it, yeah. but we have to invest in our our beliefs have to be invested in potential versus somebody else when you have more experience. So I think it's it's a pretty interesting position to be in. I'm certainly I agree with you. I'm glad we've rebounded and Y um has netted a couple of recruits. He does have those roots in mm-hmm. AAU that I thought were going to be valuable and so it's good to see that come around. I just even for football, even with uh, you know getting the McElwain or whatever mm-hmm. um, I still kind of want somebody this year just because i actually think for football we could compete this year and for basketball i feel like the same way like there's at least a couple of pieces with um like the big guys that we have down low and uh as well as some of the perimeter shooters we have coming in but without that it's just kind of lame yeah (laughs) like there's another word for it's just I get keep getting excited and then I'm like, "Oh, okay, but we probably have to suck just for one more year and yeah. then you can appropriately get excited about it." So it'd be cool if there was someone still available. I think the last time we talked there was still a lot of talent so available.
1: There yeah. were and then they all oh. went elsewhere. So, well, but, never mind. Yeah. But there are still some grad transfers that are starting to pop up. Um there are also I think some freshmen that are having doubts about where they've committed to. So, we'll see how those storylines pan out, because we do have, I think, two scholarships for this upcoming season. Mm. So we'll see how that we'll see how that plays out throughout the rest of the summer. Um, well, yeah, this is going to be a real short podcast. <laughs> All right. Um, say that now, Rob. You say, say that now. now. All right, but moving on. I think this is the big one that we wanted to talk about was the new Under Armour deal just kicked off last Thursday. Um, they showed off the new... Um, color shades uh the new fonts the new lettering the stripe the new stripe and also the script uh and so they didn't really release a lot of things they just released like a couple of uh golf tees um, along with some quarter zips and then i think a sweater or two Um, i haven't checked out the student store yet so i don't know exactly what they have out there but where is the nike sale yeah i don't know i wish i knew what I wish I knew. Um, but I did track an old tweet from the Cal equipment Twitter handle, mm-hmm. and they did say last year that, like right before football season began last year, like oh we're going to have one in this in the summer. It's just the date hasn't been set yet. So I'm assuming that's what it is, is that they haven't just set the date the mm. date yet, and that on top of that i don't i think i think the big thing is you need all sports to be over because it's the equipment team doesn't just do for the main sports right it's for every single sport that they need to like overhaul all the equipment and like apparel and everything and rugby just ended was it two days ago so i think that's that's my thought process is you would need to do an inventory check and just you know get all that sorted but you wouldn't be able to do that until every single team is done Mm -hmm. right so I think every team is done now. I think rugby was the last one just because basketball uh, or, I mean, baseball, we didn't make it in the World Series. So, but yeah, um, let's, let's just get into what, what our thoughts were. What do, you, what do you think about the, just generally, what do you think about the new, like, rebranding that they showed off? Um, in general, I think it looks a lot like the same. <laughs> <Not
2: either. laughs> there wasn't anything that they did that was like, oh, yeah.
1: wow, so different. Um, yeah. I guess that's what it is, right? They went more with a retro feel, mm-hmm. with an old school feel. Um, I'm totally fine with that, yeah, by the way. Yeah, which, which I'm totally fine with. I, I love the they're bringing back the entire California script, but then with the tail end where it goes all the way back to the sea. Um, not just on the Cal one, but it's on the California one. And then the one thing, the one I don't feel that good about is the golden bears one where it's all in cursive with the, with the tail script going back on the bears. Um, that was really weird.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So far the only ones. Yeah. I mean, I don't mind any of them. I think the block C is pretty cool. Um, it's just it's hard to overreact to things like logos coming out because they can so easily change over time. Yeah. And uh, I think that it's something where a lot of the time the vision of what it could be is not in what they initially release but in, you know, what they could do with it much later on and how, how it goes, but from what I've seen, I, I at least it's not the Maryland flag, yeah. that they put on those jerseys at University of Maryland. You know, nothing. doesn't seem to be anything too uh, far away from the traditional route, and that's probably what Berkeley wanted. Stick Mm -hmm. with tradition. Mm -hmm. We are the, you know, University of California.
1: Yeah, I mean, the cool thing about it is that it does seem like they're going to go with what they did for, like, Wisconsin and what they did for Notre Dame, like that very old school, but kind of touched up, fresh new look. Um, and I, I like the Sather Gate stripe that they designed. You know, with the stripe with the little uh, dot slash like Morse code type looking thing down the sides, which is they took that off of um, the Campanile. Mm. So, I don't mind the Golden Bear script. You don't mind the Golden Bear script? No, I don't mind it.
2: It's pretty much the same as California one. Yeah, and... I just,
1: I'm just, the only reason I'm... I don't really like it that much is because I'm afraid of how they're gonna use it. It'll look dope on a basketball jersey. The Golden Bears? Yeah. In the cursive? Yeah. I think it would look nice on a baseball jersey. They, like retro. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. You don't like the retro? I don't know. I do like the old old school like you know the the, the old uh, Lakers jerseys, the blue ones that they used to wear in Minneapolis or or that they like threw back in LA where it's like blue with the Los Angeles and cursive. Mm-hmm. I thought those were Clippers jerseys. No, 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 no. There's a Lakers one before the Clippers. <laughs> oh, really? Yes. <laughs> Was it before? <laughs> yes. It's clearly before. Uh, but yeah, I mean those those are nice. Um, the cursive, it, it's yeah. I'm, I just have like designs like running through my head, and in my head, it doesn't look as nice. But of course, it could be totally different by the time it comes out, right? We just we won't know until they actually start to unveil the jerseys and such. The real question for
2: me is the shoes.
1: Yes. Does basketball get Curry 4s? Yes. What do they get? Yeah. Without a doubt. You always get the top of the line from the from the store. So it'll be the Curry 4s. Wow. Which is weird to me because it's like pretty much the Warriors colors, right? Just the blue is a little bit darker and the yellow is just in terms of shade. It's just a little more towards gold than it is towards like the yellow. Um. So, yeah, I'm – it's – it's gonna be it's gonna be fun, but at the same time, I'm kind of getting antsy just because of the just some of the design choices. Because like I like the stripe, right? If they like just let's the the most generic basic thing I thought of was think about it, a blue jersey, right? And it says it has the cowl right under like you know the the V neck or, or crew neck of the jersey, and then it has that stripe that just goes across the chest. It'd be, it'd be so bland. <laughs> look, how, uh, look how expensive these shirts are. Yeah. $65 for a polo? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, it's the golf polo. It's the loose one, like the heat gear or whatever. Even this shirt is $32. Yeah.
2: Is that what we get? We went with Under Armour, so everything goes up in price?
1: Yeah. I think we're more willing to pay more for Nike. I think that's the big thing, too, right? Is if you see something Under Armour, you see something Nike... You're more willing to pay thirty five dollars for the Nike thing and not willing to pay twenty seven dollars for the Under Armour thing. Maybe <laughs> I always
2: associated Under Armour with being better quality for some reason because I think they are the ones that really invented that heat gear. Yeah, and yeah, that and that the com-
1: and the compression tech mm-hmm. and like I, I still remember that like where you had the, where um like the compression heat stuff that you the undershirt that like comes slightly up the neck with the with the Under Armour mark on the neck on the side. Like yeah, I have those. Yeah, I remember in high school it was like. That's what all the the outdoor you know sports players wanted, like to to get that Under Armour sign. That was the big thing, right? Because so, it was
2: always so comfortable. Yeah. So I always am like, oh, Under Armour's more expensive, but yeah, for me, I don't know if I'll be dropping thirty one dollars on a T shirt for <laughs> Cal. Like, love Cal, but. <laughs> I usually go for the fifteen dollar yeah. sale Nike
1: ones. Those yeah. are. I mean, good. unless unless the design is like through the roof, you know. Marshawn's like, yeah, Marshawn stuff is like yeah. thirty bucks. Yeah. But I but these designs are amazing, right? And you also have to realize that Marshawn stuff is also like boutique stuff, right? It's like a small his mm-hmm. own little store. It's not like a mega corporation that's being able to churn out a hundred thousand t-shirts within every two hours. I forget where I was, but people were coming up. Oh yeah, I was
2: at a softball game. People were like. Oh, I love the Beast Mode. It was like right after he signed yeah. with the Raiders. They're like, oh, I love the Beast Mode gear. I was like, where were you, like, you know, six months ago?
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. this, this is everywhere, man. This, yeah, you can get this anywhere you this want. This is not new at all. <laughs> nope, nope,
2: nope. Not at all. Not at all. Um, yeah, ultimately, I still just mainly hope that
1: they allow the Beast Mode gear to be sold. Which I and, think it is. Okay. I think it is. I think they don't conflict as much because it's not the company that's different, right? It's not like... He's being He's his shirts are being made by let's say uh, Nike or like Adidas. Like he's making his own shirts, so I don't think that I don't think there's a conflict there. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think about the colors? I know I know at the the, the little printout that they you know put up on Cal and everything at the bo- every, at the very bottom it shows the color pairings where it's when the main color is blue, then it's yellow. Uh, the, like the the accent color will be yellow When it's yellow, the accent color will be blue And then when it's white, the accent color will be blue I believe you mean gold Gold, sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry. I'm just thinking in very, <laughs> very is basic terms Michigan? <sighs> <laughs> you caught me there uh, But yeah, what do you think about this? Because that, judging from that Right, it looks like every sport Is going to have three It's going to have a dark blue or it's going to have the blue one. Mm-hmm. It's going to have a gold one mm-hmm. and it's going to have a white one. Is what it what it looks like in terms of just looking at that. Yeah. Do you, do you like the the color pairings? I mean, of course the blue and the gold and then the the gold and the blue like that those are standard.
2: I mean, we're not doing any like organ funny funny things over here. I think it's just like really boy. It's really basic. <laughs> it's, just, it's kind of boring, but that's fine. I mean, I think it's I think most of us would say like boring is fine. Yeah. And we don't have to be fancy and see this is white and blue and gold and blue and
1: this blue and gold. Like it's yeah, this is cow. Yeah, I mean, it's like what happened when we did the rebranding with Nike Red. We had the gray ones and then we had the yellow ones, the blue ones, and then we also had the white ones, I believe. Mm. Well, we did all we had all white, that was nice. Yeah, like those. So, this is where my conspiracy theory pops in. Remember that helmet that we've been seeing over the past few months, the white one with the blue bear on the side. Um, of course that bear is no longer gonna be used because that's the it's a Nike bear. The Nike bear. But that that helmet, it was white, the bear was blue, and it had the chrome face mask across the front. Oh yeah, that was dope. In terms of colorway, that fits perfectly with that last one. Right? So so here's my thought. What if you took that bear off and you know the block C with the walking bear that they that they showed up on, on the on the press release? Mm-hmm. What if they put that there?
2: I think it looks pretty cool. I would actually not be surprised if they put that as the helmet logo.
1: Oh, instead of the cal script? Would you rather have the cal script or that block C with the walking bear? Uh,
2: Either. Either. would be interesting.
1: Knowing them and so far what I've seen, they'll probably go with cal script. Yeah. But it would be cool to see a different design, non-cal script. Because my thought process is you're probably going to see that cal script on the jersey somewhere. So if you're going to put that on the jersey, why not go with a different design on the helmet? Make it stand out. Agree with that. Hello. Hello. Phone calls.
2: It's a question for the pod. Yeah. So I just want to walk through the verbiage. Yeah. I thought this was the most interesting piece of this. California, just trademarked. All these are trademarked. Mm -hmm. Cal. California Golden Bears. Golden Bears. University of California Golden Bears. Go Bears. Bears. Cal Bears. <laughs> Cal Berkeley is not
1: acceptable. The, see, I think everyone had a lot of fun with that. Everyone had a lot of fun with that last part about it. Cal Berkeley is not acceptable. How the heck do we trademark Bears? <laughs> what do the what Chicago the Bears <laughs> feel about that? <laughs> Maybe they've trademarked Chicago Bears. Mm, Maybe sure. no other team can do Chicago Bears. <laughs> we've, we've trademarked Bears. That That's... <laughs> <laughs> no other team, like, across professional sports or anything can can do that. It's it, No one else can use it now. Or they have to get some sort of
2: permission? Pretty much, right? Because what do the Baylor Bears do? There's a- always the Baylor Bears? Maybe. I don't know. We've also trademarked California.
1: Yeah. We've trademarked the name of a state. <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay. Yeah, no, I think that was uh, that was the most fun. I feel, I thought I initially saw that list and was like, wait, something is. Uh, oh yeah, they just there's not like University of California Berkeley. Yeah, I was surprised by that.
1: Yeah. So yeah, it's 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 going to be an interesting few months when the things start to trickle out, which I would assume would be sometime within the next two months where you actually see maybe the, at least the football stuff, because football season you know is definitely closer. And then you see all the basketball stuff come roll around. Let's say come like August. Uh, so I'm I'm pretty excited. So you think that they're gonna put this uh, sather say stripe on the the sleeve of a jersey? I see it on the sleeve. I see it maybe down the sides of a sh- of the pants too, mm-hmm. from like you know the hip down. Um, that would be really cool. I wouldn't mind seeing that as like a soccer jersey where it's like offset to one side, like a like a sash looking thing. That would be really cool to see. Um, It'd be like a basketball jersey, you huh? mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. Uh, do you have any other thoughts on the Under Armour stuff other than, you know, in terms of design?
2: No, not yet. Best, I mean, everything remains to be seen, I suppose. Yeah. But I'm excited for more gear to be released rather than just like five t shirts and a sweatshirt. But uh <laughs> which which by the way one of those sweatshirts is not even for adults it's youth. It's youth. It's and youth. it looks exactly the same as the Nike one except in an under armour logo so i wouldn't recommend dropping the 65 bucks on that no,
1: <laughs> no not yet not yet at the very least they yeah. they're, they're going to have to change the pricing for it i i think they have to at some point right just cuz you're not every not a lot of people are going to start to buy this stuff
2: that yeah or no one, no one's going to buy it at that price
1: yeah
2: oof Oh, Under Armour.
1: Oh, Under Armour. But I mean, the, the one thing that I'm holding out for is seeing like cleats and, you know, the basketball shoes and regular trainer shoes or and whatnot with the Cal colors or like Cal script, you know, all embroidered on it just available for purchase. Because that'd be really cool to see to be able to, because. You and I know, both know that the sh- like shoes are like the new big thing in terms of fashion purchases, right? People are more willing to spend a splurge on shoes than they are on any other other article of clothing. Mm. So you put that out there, and you start to get the names out there and people wearing the Cal shoes. I mean, but they can't possibly make
2: them anything like the shoes that they have in their current lineup. So it'd have to be outside the Currys, right. the Curry fours, like. Otherwise, no one's come by. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I've visited that Under Armour outlet store and gone in and just been
1: like, no. <laughs> Walk across the street to the yeah, Nike just one. go
2: over. All their gear, though, their clothes, like their Under Armour, like all that stuff, heat gear, cold yeah. gear, like all of that is way superior to Nikes. Oh, yeah,
1: without a doubt. It actually so, keeps
2: you warm, and cool. it actually cools you down. stretches. It's like way more comfortable. But for their shoes are just, nope. Hard pass. Yeah. <laughs> those
1: Jordans. Those Jordans. <laughs> those Jordans. And they're still in stock, <laughs> Yeah, by the way, for those yeah. people that want to be rocking those shoes. What it feels like to me, for the reason that being in stock, I feel like some pe- a lot of people bought them and just returned them. Is really? What I, think. I think, yeah. I, that's, I think that's the only way those shoes are in stock. I just don't see them making, let's say, like a second push. Because there's none of the other ones are available. It's only the Cal ones? Yeah. I think it's the Cal ones. I think maybe the Georgetown ones that are available. But like... Out of the five that they released. Fan base, man. Yeah. Fan base. <laughs> Truly. Yeah. No one's willing to get up at 6 a.m. To, <laughs> to buy a pair of Jordans like we do. No. Those are so
2: dope, and I've worn them one time. And it was just to hear, to yeah. record the podcast, and then I went home, and that's it. So at some point, I'm breaking that. Maybe yeah. for all the football games. Yeah. but Because those shoes are comfortable, too, by the way. Yeah. if are really if, nice. Yeah, if
1: you're looking for a pair of shoes and you want Cal ones, I think they're still available on footlocker.com. So yeah, you definitely got to go take a look. I may buy a second pair. <laughs> yeah. Just to stash mm-hmm. one to like just tread around and get dirty and everything. And one to, that's just maybe later in life I can revisit these shoes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, well I think that wraps it up for us today. That was a quick and easy podcast. Yep. Quick and easy. Yep. No questions. No, no questions got no tweets today. All right. We're in the clear. Sounds right. good. We'll be back uh possibly next week or the week after with uh, some more football stuff. We got some some works or some things in the works in the pipeline in terms of maybe getting some guests on and so on and so forth. So definitely be on the lookout for that. Um and are you writing anything this week or next week? I think I am supposed to be but I haven't started yet, so I'll get on it. No, oh, yeah. Well <laughs> yeah. Same here. I think I have like two things I gotta write, but I still haven't started. So woohoo, time to get on it. All right. Um, that's, that's it folks. And as always go bears, go bears.